This is an MVP podcast, My Village Productions. Welcome to Unsolved America, a show where we explore unsolved mysteries throughout the United States. I'm your host, Tiffany. And I'm your host, Andy, and each week we will throw a dart at the map and wherever it lands is the location of our mystery. This week, I landed on Washington, D.C. Oh, man. And, you know, I don't know if that's actually what I landed on. (laughs) What do you mean? So I was going off the picture that we posted. Okay. And the picture that we took does not match the map that is behind me. Um, So I know I when we did the live, actually, I threw and I said South Carolina. It was actually North Carolina. Okay, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I think we done screwed up on all of it. But, but... you know, Washington, D.C. needed to be done. Who knows how long it would have taken to actually hit Washington, D.C. It was. To the right in the Atlantic Ocean. I think you landed on a... I think I landed on Delaware, and I said I would just do Washington, D.C. because it was right next to it. That's okay. Yeah, It's the capital of our nation. Yes. And do I got a story to tell you. Okay. I am excited. This is the story of eight-year-old Relisha Rudd. Okay. Relisha Rudd. I just wanted to say her name again because I didn't like the way I said it the first time. (laughs) (laughs) So Relisha lived in Washington, D.C. with her mother, stepfather, and two brothers. She loved school and was known as being a happy and kind child. Is it a kid one? That makes me so sad. Well, this is the story of an eight-year-old girl, so. (laughs) You didn't say that before. I did. That was my opening line. Okay. Somebody doesn't listen to me ever. Okay. Play it back. <laughs> <laughs> Rewind the tapes. Uh, so Relisha uh, actually loved school so much that she was like super involved in extracurricular activities. Mm-hmm. And all of her teachers often would describe her as being highly intelligent. Girl after my own heart. <laughs> so despite all of this, Relisha's family life was no walk in the park. Mm. Her family was evicted from their home several times for not being able to pay rent. People who knew the family made the observation that Relisha was often seen wearing dirty clothes, hungry, and injured at times. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That makes me just like, if I ever see a child like that, I just want to scoop them up and hug them. Okay. Thank you for that. Not like steal them. (laughs) Thank you for adding the hugging part. It was like, (laughs) Tiff. You can't just say that you're going to steal somebody's kid. No. That has repercussions. (laughs) No, just give him a hug. Maybe, no, I agree. Maybe a Big Mac. Ooh, you can get a free Big Mac today, courtesy of Mariah Carey. Anyway, all of this <laughs> was reported to authorities, but nothing ever came of it. So, of course. Yeah, I I think in a lot of cases, I think it does take a lot for Child Protective Services to get involved. Like a lot. And I don't think that's right. But I do think it takes more than necessary for CPS to get involved. Well, each caseworker has about 30 plus cases, actually way more than that. So they have to go to multiple locations every single day. And they're there for like 10, 15 minutes. Okay. 
if they do show so up. So they could have done like a a welfare th- check. And everything seemed fine. So they were like As long as there's running water, food in the fridge. Yeah. There's nothing really they can do. Yeah, and it's not like super dirty. Yeah. I don't know if you just but I guess kids are dirty. Yeah. Anyway, so there were also rumors that Shamika was a drug user. That's uh, Relisha's mother. Okay. And she was known to be extremely neglectful of her children from time to time. After being evicted from their home several times with no money or food, the family checked into a local shelter. The shelter they lived in was known to house drug users and had a violent history due to staff not being able to control the residents. Eight-year-old Relisha actively tried to stay away from the shelter and was even known to have faked an asthmatic attack in order to stay with her Aunt Ashley at her home. Aunt Ashley was not in a place to assist the family at any time, but she loved her nieces and nephews wholeheartedly and tried to do what she could. Yeah. Working at the shelter was 51-year-old Khalil Tatum. Mm, I feel like I feel like he's the <laughs> he's the he's the what? He's the one. I don't know. I'm just kidding. I don't know the story. Let's keep going. <laughs> so Khalil worked as a janitor at the DC shelter that Relisha and family lived in. He was very well liked and was described as being cheerful. Even more importantly, he was described as having a positive relationship with everyone that lived in the shelter. Tatum initiated a friendship with Shamika and in time became very close to her and her children, especially Relisha. Mm. (laughs) So literally, as I'm researching this, I read that and I was like, oh, Lord, I know where this is going. That makes me so sad. Dear Lord, baby Jesus, please don't let this go into this dark, deep realm that I think it's going to go in. And then it went in. Maybe I should have done a trigger warning before. I'll put put one in post. I'll put one in post. (laughs) You already heard the trigger warning because I already put it in there. (laughs) Um, Relisha and Tatum spent a lot of time together. He would take her to the mall, buy her clothes and toys, and would even let her sleep over at his house. Because that's okay weird there's a lot of like situations that like i don't know (laughs) like reading this i was just like so where's shamika right where's the mom what is she doing right why why is this behavior okay this is a 51 year old man hanging out with an eight year old buying her clothes letting her sleep over at her at his house I mean, go somewhere public. That's Mind fine. you, he's married, so maybe, maybe she did think it was innocent. Maybe she thought he was just a older gentleman who, like, a father figure. Yeah, I don't know. At one point in time, Alicia was known to have spent three weeks at Tatum's house, and her mother neglected to check on her not even once the entire three weeks because she was on drugs. I mean. You don't want a victim blame, but I mean, I definitely think abuse and or not abuse, like a uh, substance mm. abuse mm-hmm. definitely leads to a lot of horrible situations. I'm not victim blaming. It's just a sad situation. It really is. 
It is. And then you're just out of your mind when you're on drugs. You don't, yeah. you don't. Your priorities are wrong. Yeah. You don't care about anything but finding that drug. Yeah. And it's sad. Absolutely. As time went on, Shamika started introducing uh, Tatum as Relisha's godfather to her sister and her grandmother and other people that she would meet. So, I mean, it does seem to me that maybe the mom really does think it is innocent. It's like an innocent, like, adoration of this child. And maybe she doesn't question it because her child's being taken care of. That also is a possibility. That's very likely. Yeah, I didn't think that. So in March of 2014, Relisha started missing days at school, Mm. which everyone thought was a little odd because she was known to love attending school. Like like I said earlier, she was a great student. She enjoyed her time at school. She would spend as much time as she could there doing extra extracurricular activities and who knows maybe maybe school was her escape from her family life 100% so after several days of school were missed they contacted Shamika and she said that Relisha was being treated by a doctor named Dr. Tatum what at first the school believed <laughs> so you already put it together i know you did Khalil Tatum is the janitor at the shelter. Mom says that she is being treated by Dr. Tatum. (sighs) Now, at first the school believed that Relisha must have been sick and was being treated by a physician. However, after several more absent days, the school board insisted that they contact Dr. Tatum to verify the claim. As they should. On March 10th, nine days yeah, that's insane. Nine days of missing school. And they're like, maybe we should check on her. That's wild. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's a week and a half. So, I mean, maybe realistically. Nine school days is almost a two, two full week. So that's true. That's true. That's true. You're right. I didn't, I didn't put it in those terms. You're right. Because that's only five days that you get to be in school. Right. You're right. So March 10th, the school board initiates contact with the doctor and he confirms that Relisha is under his care and is currently undergoing a neurological treatment. What? What do you mean neurological treatment? Okay, so like he says neurological treatment and I was like, this man watches Grey's Anatomy (laughs) because that's such a random thing just to like pull out of the air. I'm seeing her for like a neurological reason. Oh, like, and I feel like it's like one of those situations where like he said it and he wanted to use those words because he felt like those words had authority and nobody would question it. Yeah. No one would understand that. Like it's a more upscale version than she just has the cold. Yeah. Like something's wrong with her brain. Yeah. Like, and you don't want to ask questions. Yeah. Like me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're on the same page. We're on always, the same page. always. Uh, he assured the school board that she would return to school and resume her education in the near future. The school then requested medical records to confirm that she was indeed sick, which I feel like is pretty standard. Like if yeah. you're if you're going to pull a kid out for like multiple weeks of school, we need documented proof that this was necessary because this child's missing out on their education. Well, not even that. Schools have a duty to warn. And so right. if they 
suspect something they, they need to verify and dig in a little bit deeper and if they suspect something they need to report it you're right you're right so dr tatum agreed to send these documents over immediately but as you guessed they were never received by the school Shocking. shocker right Grace and Abby didn't teach you how to falsify medical documents, did they? <laughs> Dr. Tatum. That encyclopedia book only told you one word. <laughs> Neurological. He only had the end version of the encyclopedia. <laughs> the end book. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, children don't understand. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, after being absent from school for 10 days, the school board reported the absence to Child Protective Services. As they should. And they unsuccessfully attempted to schedule a meeting with Dr. Tatum. Of course. Of course, right? He's on the radar. Now he's under the radar. He doesn't want to be talked to. Right. Sketchy shit. So on March 19th, social workers interviewed residents of the shelter, and it was discovered that, quote unquote, Dr. Tatum was, in fact, the janitor that worked there. Mm. <clears throat> this was 20 days. So she started missing school March. at the beginning of uh, March 1st. Okay, so it was. I mean, and I feel like the school isn't at fault for their timeline. They were told a story. They believed that story. They asked for the proper like documents to be drawn up, kind of waited for them. And then they're like, okay, this is getting a little sketchy. Let's report this. I don't think the timeline of the school is at fault. No, no, no. It I just seems just slow. It, I was just trying, because that's a long time frame. Yeah. So I was trying to put it all together in my head, like, where's the mother in all of this? Girl. So. <laughs> the mom's just at the shelter. Like, kicking it back. And it's really wild to me that, like, I don't know. We'll get there. So. Okay. Like I said, the Dr. Tatum was actually Khalil Tatum, the janitor at the shelter. The police were notified immediately. Mm -hmm. And Shamika gave them a statement stating that Relisha was at a medical conference with Khalil Tatum and insisted that everything was fine. Why would you be taking a kid to a medical conference? Unless she's like the subject matter. For a neurological treatment. <laughs> She's so intelligent. They got to study her brain. They got to do like a case review the on her. janitor at the shelter has to study her brain. One it's way or another. Odd. I don't know. It's just weird. So by the time Shamika made her statement, the police had already pulled up Tatum's record and they discovered that he was arrested twice for robbery and theft. And for one of those charges, he served 10 years in prison. Hmm. Police immediately started investigating the whereabouts of Relisha Rudd and tried to find Khalil Tatum. In their search, they found that Tatum and Relisha were seen on surveillance on February 26th, walking down the hallway of a Holiday Express in Northeast Washington, D.C. Additional footage showed Relisha walking to a hotel room on March 1st with Tatum. This is the last footage that proved that Relisha was alive. Oh, my gosh. Why were they at a Holiday Inn? I don't know, girl. Didn't he have a house with his wife? Sure did. That she was staying at beforehand? Sure did. Well, then that, that to me, that brings into question, did she ever really stay at his house? Or were was he taking her to a hotel room? Or to a hotel? Mm-hmm. Oh. 
Yeah. That gives me like the grossest feeling. Me too. Like heebie jeebies. I know it's like a really weird word, but like heebie jeebies. Like I'm skeeved out right now. Well, and it's, I mean, I, I obviously have more to tell me, but my question is, didn't, if something was happening, she must have switched like personalities in some way yeah. where she, her like mood was different or something. And I don't know if you have that information, but like. Unfortunately not. I think with the mom being in the place that they, that they were and her family life being so unstable, I don't think I get the impression that there wasn't a lot of attention on Relisha. And no one would have noticed, probably. Exactly. Yeah. Now, her stepfather was also there, which I always, I wasn't able to find a lot of information on, like, what he was doing mm-hmm. all during this time. I I guess he probably, because his name isn't really mentioned in any, any of the articles that I've read, I'm assuming he's not a suspect. Um, nobody thinks of him doing anything wrong. And he may be... Is exonerated the right word? Like, because it's not his, he has no like legal custody of Relisha. So, like, he's not necessarily at fault for anything because it's not his child, quote unquote. I mean, technically, probably yes, but he was probably also cleared of any wrongdoing if nothing's true in anywhere about him. True. So. Tatum was seen on March 2nd purchasing a shovel, lime, and 42-gallon trash bags. Now, this is one of the last times that he was, like, documented being seen in public. And what do you use those things for? Right. So now we're going to fast forward to the day that Relisha was reported missing, which is March 20th of 2014. Mm Mm-hmm. On that day, the body of Andrea Tatum was found murdered at a motel in Prince George's County in Maryland. Is that his wife? That is Khalil Tatum's wife. Oh, my gosh. Um, in Georgia? In uh, Prince George's County in Maryland. Oh, so like, sorry. No, no, you're fine. For a lot of people that don't know, Washington, D.C. is a very concentrated area. It's like a 20 minute drive to get to Maryland. Like oh, yeah. it's not it's not far at all. So like to me it kind of seemed like a little odd because I was like, mm, we're in DC. She was murdered in Maryland, but then I was started to think about it and I was like, well, realistically, it's like a freeway right away. Honestly, it's like you could drive from DC all the way to New York and Connecticut in two, three hours. Yeah. So very relatively close to each mm. other. Um Surveillance cameras show that Khalil and his wife, Andrea, entered the hotel room together the night prior. The police immediately obtained an arrest warrant for Khalil Tatum for the murder of his wife. However, on March 31st, Khalil Tatum's body was discovered in a shed at Kenilworth Park. This park was somewhere that Tatum had brought Relisha to in the past and was often seen walking with the eight-year-old in the area. His death was ruled suicide, and he used the same gun to take his li- his own life that was used to shoot his wife. And so obviously he killed his wife. Yeah. I mean. Ugh. Yeah. So in October of 2017, flash forward three years, Relisha's mother, her stepfather, and her grandmother all appeared on the Steve Wilkos show. Steve, Steve, Steve. <laughs> Classic television. 
if you're not in America, just Google the Steve Wilkos show. It is a hot, trashy mess. If you remember Jerry Springer from like the early 2000s, late 90s, it's like that, but a little bit more upscale. Yes. <laughs> Which is weird to say, but yes. That's it's the exact same thing, but not as trashy? As trashy. Americans are pretty trashy. Mm-hmm. We do, we have some trashy television. We do. And we I do. When I am sick, there's nothing better than I like to watch Judge Judy, Maori, Steve Wilkos, all those shows that are on like public access <laughs> television. It's like the best daytime television nonsense to watch, but they were on that show. <laughs> so, and a little price is right. Gotta throw that oh, in there. Absolutely. If you get up early enough, which I never do when I'm sick, you can watch the Rachel Ray show, which is a fun little talk show. Teaches you how to cook, interviews a guest. It's great. Uh, <laughs> we digress yes so they were on the steve wilkos show and in polygraph tests they were asked did you participate in any way in Relisha's disappearance both the stepfather and the grandmother answered no to the question however Relisha's mother refused to take part in the polygraph test what that makes me mm, okay <laughs> i'm sorry for your ears i got really upset just then yeah so now, this case, like, really does seem to be, like, cut and dry. I think we know yeah, who took Relisha's life. However, well, let's not say however yet. So all events point to Tatum having murdered Relisha, mm-hmm. Red, especially with his suicide happening so close to the, her disappearance. Authorities do believe that Tatum murdered Relisha, or at one point they were exploring the idea that she was trafficked by Tatum. Ugh. Um, in an interview with the Washington Post, one of the police officers involved with the case uh, suspected that Tatum sexually exploited Relisha and possibly other children. This theory suggests that Andrea Tatum found out about those activities, and that's why he had to, quote unquote, had to murder her or why he murdered his wife. I mean, it's understandable, but you're a jerk. Yeah. Another theory is that Tatum's brother-in-law, Ricky Sheridan Lyles, participated in the crimes. This theory arose after Shamika, while on the Steve Wilkos show, stated that Tatum was not shot once, but he was shot twice. Hmm. Lyles was questioned by the police, but was dismissed for not being a person of interest in the case. Um, This case still remains unsolved due to the lack of evidence of the whereabouts of Relisha Red. So they never found a body or found any never information f- about her? Nothing. We don't know if she has a final resting place. We don't know if she was possibly human trafficked. I mean, the I think the mom definitely knows something. And she just is pleading the fifth. How could you just, like, make every... Why go on to a show if you are involved right? where you know they're going to have you do a polygraph? Well, okay. And for once again, for people that don't know, Steve Wilkos, that's why you go on that show is to take the polygraph test. Because we have questions. You're not answering what we believe to be honestly. So we're going to hook you up to a polygraph test and we're going to ask you these questions. That's the only reason people go on the Steve Wilkos show. It's a lot of cases like, that's not my baby. But like, yeah. In this one, it was like kind of like a serious, like, did you know about the disappearance of your daughter? Right. Or did you have anything to do with it? And she refuses. That to me 
It's just sus. It's mad sus. It is. Sketchy. Sketchy Shamika. That was a, that was a fun alliteration. I just, uh, I hate these kinds of, like, there's so much of these stories and I hate them, but you have to talk about it. Absolutely. And unfortunately, I mean, unless the mom comes forward and talks about it or, I mean, I guess the ultimate closure would be if we found her final resting place. Um, or found her. If, I mean, we don't know. Yeah, absolutely. And you don't know. We don't, we don't know. We have footage from March 1st of 2014. That was the last footage that we have that confirms that she's alive and nothing has, has surfaced since then. So, I mean, it's, it really is just shrouded in mystery, unfortunately. Yeah. So thank you for listening to this episode of Unsolved America. Head on over to Facebook and Instagram and follow us at Unsolved America MVP. And be sure to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform. If you need to contact us, please email unsolvedamericamvp at gmail.com and we'll talk to you next week. This has been an MVP podcast by Village Productions. 